Welcome to the Good Life Agora Hills podcast. Join us each month as we discuss important city projects, programs, and initiatives with the community. We appreciate your support and thank you for tuning in. What's going on, Agora Hills? It's your favorite podcast, The Good Life Agora Hills, coming at you once again. I want to thank you all for tuning in. You might be wondering after looking around, where are we? Well, that's a great question. I'll tell you. We're right here in Los Angeles at the Hall of Justice, which is the professional home of our special guest today. Our special guest has literally spent a lifetime, a career taking care of people, myself, you, Angelinos all across LA County. And yet, even in his busy schedule, he's carved out a little bit of time to come here today and sit on this podcast to talk to you and I. So without further ado, I'm gonna bring him out. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are right now, Please put your hands together and give the warmest podcast welcome to our special guest, the leader of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, the one, the only, Sheriff Robert Luna. Let's go. Pump that up. That's what I'm talking about. Don't stop. There we go. There we go. Thank you so much. Sheriff Luna, how you doing? I feel so special right now. Do you see that? So Sheriff Luna, I don't know if you actually remember this, but the first time that I got a chance to meet you was I think back in February. We were actually at the Contract Cities, uh, there was a Contract Cities meeting, I'll say, with um, all of the 40 some odd cities that came out and you know the Sheriff's Department was showing us all the great resources and services um, that are offered to our residents. And I was going over to get a cup of coffee and happened to be sitting there and I was you know, getting my cream, getting my sugar and I looked to my left and lo and behold, you're there. And I was, I gotta admit, I was a little awestruck, um, starstruck because I was like, oh my God, it's Sheriff Luna. And so you were so personable and I remember meeting you then as, as being very pleasant and so engaging and I really felt that genuine um, feeling from you and so I'm just so honored to be here today to be able to interview you. So thank you so much again for your time. No, thank you for not only doing this, but your service. Uh, I know how committed you are to the community. Uh, and it's absolutely an honor to be sitting here with you. Awesome. Look, everybody sees Sheriff Luna and you have the badge and, and whatnot, but everyone's got a story, right? And with whatever you're comfortable with, it'd be great if our audience, maybe we could get a glimpse as to who Sheriff Luna is as a person, maybe what you're passionate about, you know, what ultimately drove you towards a career in law enforcement and then ultimately to pursuing elected office. So if you could start there, that'd be great. Yeah, your, your listeners are listening uh, to uh, a kid uh, who grew up in East Los Angeles uh, in a poor neighborhood. Uh, my father was a janitor. Uh, my mother sold food on the streets, kind of to make ends meet. And uh, I grew up in a neighborhood that uh, really uh, didn't always think highly of law enforcement. Uh, but for some reason as a kid, uh, I, I always uh, saw the deputies coming into the neighborhood uh, as heroes, uh, loved that uniform, loved that star on their chest, and uh, just started to look at them as superheroes. Um, but it wasn't easy to tell neighbors uh, and family that that's what I wanted to do. Uh, but eventually, uh, obviously I'm sitting across from you, uh, my journey into law enforcement wasn't the easiest uh, of them all, uh, but I learned so many lessons along the way. Uh, as a kid growing up, I had both very uh, good 
uh, and bad experiences with law enforcement. So as I sit here in front of you today, um, all that coupled together uh, made me who I am today. Uh, my philosophy on life, uh, the way I approach people. Uh, you, you said something earlier about uh, standing next to me getting coffee at a place and I like people. Uh, I, I generally do and, um, uh, and that's just who I am. Uh, I am, uh, for those who know me, uh, I have a str strong faith in God. So uh, when you ask me why I decided to run for this job, uh, it, it really has been, uh, I, I believe it's my obligation to serve, uh, to serve others. Uh, and that's the way I have led my life. Uh, so faith, uh, my family, uh, is extremely uh, important to me. Uh, things that I do just to, to make sure that I keep my head above water. Uh, I believe in fitness, um, uh, working out as much as I can fit in, especially with these uh, busy schedules. But at the end of the day, there is no better feeling than to know that you made a difference that day uh, or you have a job that's making a difference in people's lives. Um, and I don't think there's any job uh, in law enforcement uh, as important uh, as the sheriff of Los Angeles County and the influence you have not only in your specific community, uh, but in law enforcement, not only across this region, but in the entire United States, and some can even argue the entire world. So this is very humbled and honored to be sitting here uh, as uh, your sheriff for Los Angeles County. So obviously now, you know, these are, it's very exciting times I can imagine being the sheriff of such an, you know, a, a variety um, of agencies across your county. Um, but there are these probably some challenges as well that you're excited to tackle. Can you give us a glimpse on maybe some of the challenges that excite you most and maybe what, what's your first initial steps in terms of tackling those challenges? For me as your sheriff, uh, my first priority is public trust. Uh, I believe that the key to being successful in law enforcement, uh, whether it's to reduce crime, improving the quality of life, uh, having positive uh, relationships in the community, is the ability to have public trust. I started this conversation by telling you I was that little kid in East LA who grew up in an environment where uh, the people around me did not trust law enforcement. So my foundation is built really on a distrust of law enforcement. And again, that's what makes me unique. So um, when I approach or I ask questions or I look at policies, training, procedures, I always look at it from a perspective of a person of color uh, coming from an area uh, that didn't always trust the police. Uh, but I'm much more than that. Um, and uh, that's important because our community in Los Angeles County is so diverse. So number one priority for me is public trust. Um, number two, um, it, it involves uh, reducing crime, uh, making our community safe. Uh, I don't like when people consistently talk about the negativity uh, of our neighborhoods, uh, our county uh, overall. I'm a realist. Uh, and I do, uh, I'm impacted by the crime that I see. 
uh, I, I am, I feel for the survivors and victims of crime. But I also like to remind everybody that we live in one of the best uh, communities across the country. I mean, think about this. People pay to take vacations here where we live. Uh, and we should never forget that. We should have pride in that and work collectively as a community uh, to make sure that we're safe. But in a nutshell, I envision what I call a 21st century sheriff's department. Uh, one that is inclusive of public trust, focused on public trust, reducing crime, improving our quality of life through a collaborative relationship with our community. Uh, but part of that also involves modernizing the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, uh, using uh, technologies, using data-driven uh, statistics uh, to make sure that we are doing the right things uh, for the right reasons in the right places. Um, that becomes very important. So uh, one of my biggest challenges in walking, this, it, it walking into the Sheriff's Department is looking at where technology is the day I walked in and looking at all the needs that we have uh, and then how uh, to govern as we move forward uh, to try and achieve those resources that we need uh, to make sure that we're aiming towards that 21st century sheriff's department. Sheriff Lenny, you see, you oversee a county that is vast. I mean, you, you know, there are parts of it, of unincorporated LA County, and then as I mentioned earlier, over 40 plus cities, uh, uh, contract cities, of which Agora Hills is one of those, those cities, your favorite city. <laughs> he didn't say that, but he thought about it. Um, but, you know, uh, varying sizes, varying populations. When, you, when you're overseeing something that diverse, how can you do that most effectively? How can the smaller agencies like Agora Hills, you know, be ensured that the people of Agora Hills are getting the same kind of attention as maybe some of the larger, more populated agencies within the county? This is a very large department, and it is very diverse. Uh, but this is what makes Los Angeles County so unique, uh, is that we as the, the members of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, fundamentally when we recruit and we hire and we train, we train people that we know are gonna serve this community, they're gonna love this community, uh, really care about this community. Uh, and because of that, when we assign people to, for example, uh, our contract cities, uh, Agora Hills being one of the uh, one of our most important contract cities out there is to make sure that we have the right mix of of people uh, and enough can't be said about the leadership uh, right because for us um, we come in give very clear-cut expectations and those expectations go something like this that as uh, the captain of the specific stations uh, that you will be visible that you will be accessible, that you will be responsive, and you'll be transparent. And if you use that formula over and over, no matter where you serve, uh, that is conducive to what I talked about earlier, gaining that public trust, um, thinking about that forward-thinking, data-driven event where you're working with your community uh, to serve. Every community is unique in their own way, but at the end of the day, Agora Hills is our customer. And we have to listen to what our customer is saying uh, so that we can provide the best services 
possible. And that takes full engagement with our communities. And that's a, uh, Sheriff Luna, that's a great segue to our next question because, um, you know, Agoura Hills, like we mentioned, is a contract city. And so it's no surprise that public safety is the primary concern for our city council and for our residents. Um, having said that, I'm not sure that many folks might know about the various services that the Sheriff's Department does offer. And, and so if we could maybe take a second to kind of outline some of those services so that the people at home understand just what goes behind that contract with the Sheriff's Department. Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, obviously what uh, most of the residents in Agora Hill see is that black and white uh, that's a Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department on it. And we're very proud uh, to serve Agora Hills. Uh, but that deputy who is very well trained uh, to serve, uh, provide service to keep you safe, um, comes uh, in a vast network that where they were recruited uh, uh, through a, a pretty significant effort because we're only trying to hire the best. We have very high standards. Uh, actually, most people don't know this, but only about 3% of the people who apply for the job actually get into the job because that's how high the standards are here at the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. But they're out patrolling. Um, there's a dispatch center uh, at the station where people can call in uh, for calls for service, uh, even a 911 call where we're going to respond and our response times are very, very good uh, out there. But also we have detectives at each of the stations uh, that investigate crimes. Um, and then beyond that, uh, when uh, we ask for help that's needed outside of that specific sheriff station, we call in other uh, resources within the Sheriff's Department. Our Special Enforcement Bureau is an example. Search and rescue capabilities, our Aero Bureau, canine detail. Um, I think um, uh, up in those areas where unfortunately we've experienced fires, uh, you know that the Sheriff's Department is able to call in hundreds of uh, additional department resources to help out in anything uh, that we may have. But even beyond that, um, we have over 4,000 square miles that we serve. We have uh, nearly 18,000 uh, employees. Uh, our budget is about $3.7 billion. We have 216 different facilities. Uh, we serve 37 courthouses uh, throughout the county uh, of Los Angeles. Uh, and we have, we also serve a, a daily inmate population of about 14,007 different custody facilities. That's just kind of an example of how uh, diverse the department is. So I'm gonna throw in a plug right now for anybody out there who has ever thought about uh, becoming a deputy sheriff or join our professional staff here at LA County. We are currently hiring uh, and the standards I talk about, the service that we provide is second to none. And I would encourage you uh, to apply for the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. And I can tell you, uh, you know, from our experiences in dealing with the Malibu Lost Hill staff there, Captain C2, shout out to Captain C2, who does an amazing job at that station. But all of the deputies and all the personnel there are so great to work with. And so we really do appreciate that and we see that at our local level from that station. So again, thank you to you and thank you to Captain C2. Yeah, Captain C2 is a very innovative and creative leader. 
Uh, every time I go out to that service area, I get threatened all the time that I, I shouldn't pull her out of there. Yeah. So, but you know what? My job is to replicate that, yes. uh, to make sure that people uh, like Jen uh, serve our community and everything I listed, uh, she does. Yeah. So listen, I wanted to, you, and you kind of touched on this, the, you know, the, the budget aspect of this, right? And those are all amazing services and hopefully the community is a lot more comfortable with the variety of resources that are available through our contract. I will say that when we look at it, things from an economic standpoint in our local economy, um, you know, the people understand that this contract, it does cost money. And I would say that, you know, more recently we've seen um, a little bit of a higher, let's say, increase than we had in previous years. And so with all of the wonderful services that we get, is that more of uh, an anomaly, would you say? Or would you say that that increases more of what's going to be the new normal in years to come? Uh, we're hoping it's not the new normal. And I, I always start off by saying uh, uh, we wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the relationships that we have uh, with contract cities uh, such as Agora Hill. So we're very, very grateful uh, for the opportunity to serve you. Uh, and, and that's kind of the, the tone that I bring is that we are here to serve you uh, and we will do everything to treat you like that customer we talked about uh, earlier. Um, uh, unfortunately um, for us uh, as a county, uh, we take very serious anytime there's any incremental uh, increases uh, for the contract. Uh, and I know recently we had just a little bit over a 7% increase, which is not the norm. We don't expect that to continuously come up every year, but as the economy shrinks uh, or grows, uh, uh, we have to make sure that we're uh, revenue neutral uh, and we will continuously assess uh, what those costs are, making sure that at the end of the day that we're uh, giving the residents of Agora Hills the, the best bang for your buck, as you say, uh, and that we're doing everything we can to maintain our cost um, at, at a level that's competitive with anybody else out there. In Agora Hills, there was a time prior to Captain C2 and prior to, to your election where I would say our community there was a little distrust. It was a difficult time where, uh, you know, folks were asking the question and, and putting pressure on the city to potentially look at other policing options. And again, that was prior to your term, prior to Captain C2. I will thankfully say that ever since Captain C2's got there and, and with your election, it seems like we're moving in a direction that is more towards collaboration, towards partnership. I think you, you mentioned it as community-based policing, you know, and I think that's got I think we've turned that leaf and now we're moving in a, in a direction where it's unified together as opposed to apart, and that's a great thing. But for any doubters in the community that might still exist, why, what would you say as to why that concern should no longer be a concern under your administration? One of the pillars of our administration, our new administration, is collaboration. Uh, and you've heard me say a couple of times during this interview that uh, I value every contract we have, specifically with Agora Hills, uh, uh, from a customer perspective. If we're not listening, if we're not doing our job, please, please let us know. Uh, we want to not only meet the standard, but we want to exceed it. Uh, and there will always be challenges in any 
business relationship, any governance relationship, especially when you're talking about a relationship between uh, government and community, but coordinating and communication is the key. Um, uh, trust us, uh, that is uh, how we're moving forward. That's the tone that we're setting. And if that's not happening, let us know. Uh, and we'll make changes. Uh, we are, we're listening. Um, and uh, I, I think most people will recognize that there has been a change. Uh, and, and you're right, the, the past is well documented. I don't have to sit here and talk about it. Uh, I heard it very loud and clear uh, during my election and I was elected to bring change. Uh, and I believe that change is occurring. So I want to get into a couple of uh, questions about your relationship with the Board of Supervisors. You know, obviously, in, uh, during your campaign, and I watched during your, the debates, uh, you know, your, your feeling that the Board of Supervisors and the Sheriff's Department be able to work together in order to really do what's best for the county. But for people that might not know about that dynamic relationship and the importance of that relationship, could you give some perspective on that relationship and maybe your thoughts on how to mend it and build it moving forward? Repairing fractured relationships uh, has been one of the top priorities for me walking into this job. Uh, unfortunately, there were many. The Board of Supervisors is absolutely key uh, to my role as your sheriff because I cannot provide the safety resources I need uh, without their support. Uh, for those of your listeners who don't know this, the Board of Supervisors control the budget for all county departments, including the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. It is imperative that for me as your sheriff uh, that I have a working relationship uh, with all five Board of Supervisors. Now, that doesn't mean that we're always going to see eye to eye on every topic. Uh, there should always be a healthy debate deliberation, that's part of governance. And that's what peop most people need to understand is that uh, you need uh, that um, uh, debate back and forth to make sure that we're providing the best services for all of our residents uh, in the county. Uh, and that not, not only you ask about the Board of Supervisors, but I include, for example, the county CEO, uh, the county HR director, and I could go down a list of other government partners that I must, it, I must have a good relationship because my job, number one job, is to provide the best service to our residents in LA County and then support our employees here. And the only way to do that is to be able to uh, pick up the phone or engage the supervisors or other government officials and get what we need to serve our residents to the best of our ability. Thank you for that. And, and you talked about the, the, you know, the, that importance of, that the Board of Supervisors does control the budget that you work off of. You know, Gore Hills and agencies throughout LA County have long heard about the, the shortage, let's say, of, of staffing from a deputy standpoint. As you move forward and try and address some of these, uh, the deputy shortages, can you share a glimpse on your plan in how to do that and to ensure that we get the right people um, for our station and for your stations across the county? There's a lot of things to do, a lot of work to do, and we're doing it. Uh, so uh, number one, it, it starts with that relationship we just talked about in the last question and answer. 
uh, I, I'm very happy to report that we have submitted a request uh, and got preliminary approval, although the Board of Supervisors still needs to deliberate. Um, and But we're working with them to hire at least eight new academies of deputy sheriffs. Uh, each academy, we feel we have a goal of trying to fill it to 100. So that would be 800 new deputies. Um, now, we put a lot of effort into recruiting and hiring. It is extremely important that we hire the right people. Uh, you've heard me talk before. My expectations are extremely high of the employees here. And I talk about hiring good deputy sheriffs, people who really want to be here for the right reasons because that's important we just don't want to hire people we want to hire the right people uh, so that becomes an important part uh, of this formula there is another piece though and that is uh, i've also talked a lot about employee wellness and to me employee wellness is very important because as important as it is to recruit new people it is also just as important to um, uh, hold on to the great employees that we have. And you said it earlier, and there, there are amazing employees that work here, both sworn and professional staff. Well, if we do everything we can to make sure we take care of them, uh, that we're treating them right, that they're getting the equipment they need, that they're being provided the technology to make their jobs easier, and then wraparound services uh, from a psychological perspective for uh, the mental wellness of our employees, then we have uh, a formula that works to keep people. So we're not having to hire so many other people. So if we can do that as a complete package, that'll get us the people that we want to have and the people that our communities deserve uh, to serve them in a better way. We are shorthanded out there right now. I walked into a situation where we have a lack of staffing. The employees here are working their tails off. Um, I have so much respect for um, all of them because when I go to the different stations, the number one issue they talk about is we're working too much overtime and that fatigue eventually will wear on you. We wanna change that, it won't happen overnight. I'm asking for a little bit more patience as we move forward, but my job is to get this department back on its feet where it belongs. Uh, and then serve the community to the best of our ability. That's great, I love that. So Sheriff Luna, we recently had a safety symposium in Agoura Hills. At the safety symposium, Captain C2, as well as uh, our, our local fire chief got together and talked to the community about all the great things and resources that are available to them. And, uh, and it was a really, I think, uh, very much appreciated event for the community. Having said that, even though Agora Hills and our local community, I would say, probably is one of the safest in the state, we're not immune to crime, right? And we, uh, we've had concerns been brought up by local residents about um, anything from uh, South American crime organizations uh, to, uh, you know, we had a, a carjacking in one of our local grocery marts and it got a lot of news coverage. And so things like that are going to happen. Having said that, can you give us a glimpse on maybe your perspective on how to deal with those situations and just how to globally kind of address public safety and make sure that we minimize uh, any kind of incidences like that. 
for us in the LA County Sheriff's Department, I mean, crime is our business, right? Uh, I can tell you this, uh, we're gonna respond. Uh, and we talked about the amazing employees. Uh, when these deputies get a hot call on their radio, uh, you'll see them heading there as quickly and as safely as possible, uh, not running the other way. So we're gonna respond quickly. We're going to take action. Uh, we're gonna investigate. Uh, we're gonna cite when, need, when somebody needs to be cited. We're going to arrest when there's no other alternatives uh, uh, but to arrest. Um, what I need our community uh, to do is one, when they witness a crime, don't think somebody else is gonna call the police. Get on the phone and call us. Get on the phone and please, please call us because it's that you're gonna be a, a witness and what I need you to do is, is be the best witness possible, describe what you're seeing, call it into our communication center and then that information's immediately relayed to our uh, deputies in the field. This also goes for if you see something suspicious, uh, if you know who belongs in your neighborhood, if you see somebody driving around uh, that doesn't belong there, maybe they've driven by two or three times, call us, have us check it out, describe what you're seeing. Uh, this is how we work collectively to make sure we reduce crime. And, and here's the deal. I love nosy neighbors because if you have a, a, a nosy neighbor with a loud barking dog, typically that's a great crime deterrent. And you couple that with the fact that we have a good relationship as the sheriff's department with our community, we're, we're co constantly communicating. We should be at community meetings telling you about the most current uh, crime trends and patterns so that our community is aware. We're putting them out on social media. We will make our community safe. Uh, crime is not acceptable. Yes, it does happen. We tell people to be aware, but I can assure you this, that we're gonna do the best we can to respond and investigate uh, and, and make sure that our communities are safe. Let me ask you this. You recently created the Office of Constitutional Policing. Can you give the audience a perspective on what exactly is that office? Why was it created and what are some of the expected outcomes you hope to achieve with the creation of that office? The Office of Constitutional Policing uh, was something that walking into this office, uh, th there was uh, a significant need. Um, when I go back about community engagement and listening during my campaign, uh, it was obvious that there was a lack of trust uh, towards this department. And the lack of trust wasn't primarily because of the hardworking employees that we have, the deputies on the street, our professional staff. It was a lot of the leadership. One, the issue of deputy gangs. Uh, two, uh, the multiple consent decrees and settlement agreements that this department has that are costing our taxpayers millions and millions of dollars. The reports were not favorable. Uh, uh, hearing from the federal monitors on the settlement agreements and consent decrees, um, uh, uh, community advocates, our civilian oversight commission, inspector general, I, I, mean, I could go on and on. Something needed to change. So then what we end up doing is I go out and I found the right person, who is Eileen Decker, uh, former uh, US attorney uh, in charge of the LA office um, and uh, former commissioner 
with the LAPD Police Commission, and her resume is extensive. And this is her task, plain and simple. We're going to change our behavior, comply with the consent decrees and settlement agreements, and get us out of them. Um, tall task, it can be done. It's going to be done. That is the goal. The issue around uh, deputy gangs, cliques, and subgroups, uh, that is an issue that unfortunately uh, has been part of the culture here. But I do want to make sure the listeners understand this, that 99% of the employees here are amazing. They're awesome people. But like in every other organization, you have people who, for one reason or another, do not go along with the program. They're going to run their own program. This office will assist the entire department in making sure that we are creating policies, uh, training, and procedures that will deal with everything I just listed, changing course for this department, which has long been needed. Uh, and we're going to get there because at the end of the day, when I walked into this department and I tell people, not only did I feel welcomed, but there were a lot of employees who came to me and said, you know what, we do need change. And I'm willing to jump on board because they love this department. They love serving this community. Uh, and it's time to, when we talk about the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, we're talking about the service we provide, the great work our people do, the people that do the work, instead of talking about gangs, or all these other things that you read about uh, uh, almost on a daily basis in the local media. Yeah, absolutely. Y you know, Sheriff Luna, there was a, a report that was recently prepared and I believe submitted to the Sheriff's Civilian Oversight Commission. And in that report, you know, it, it was, it's a long one, we won't go into it, but it was 70 pages long with a lot of recommendations included. One of them I would like to highlight just because I know it's near and dear to our community. And it was a recommendation that every five years, deputies be rotated from station to station. And that does create some concern in our community because you know, we're very tight-knit, a lot of our communities are smaller. Uh, we do foster these relationships over time with the deputies that are coming from the Malibu Lost Hill Station. They know, uh, you know our evacuation routes, they know our crime hotspots and things of that nature. And um, we really do consider them a part of our community. So when we read a recommendation like that, it does create some concern for people. For those folks that do have that concern, what, what would you say? So the, the recommendations you're talking about, uh, there were 27 recommendations, and one of them was to rotate employees uh, at the stations. I am looking at every single one of those recommendations. It's my job to. Uh, but instead of just looking at them and saying, yes, we're going to do this, uh, and there will be several, uh, um, maybe even most of them, that, that we do. Um, some will argue you should be doing all of them. My approach is the same approach I took when I walked into this department, and that is to listen to people, not only listen to the employees that are here, which, by the way, are represented by several of our labor organizations. So they have to be at the table. And uh, we are currently going through a meet and confer process uh, where uh, those recommendations are on the table. Uh, as we move forward, our contract cities are very vocal about the way you just felt 
um, uh, or portrayed. So it's, it's, it's real. People love their deputies in their stations and they don't want them rotated. Uh, it'll be up to us as we move forward to find what works best for all of our communities uh, and at the same time, uh, take the very hard work that our commissioners have done on the Civilian Oversight Commission. Uh, and is there a happy medium? It's like the governance I talked about. There always is. There's always a way to s problem solve. But, but here's the thing I want all of the listeners to understand. If we want real change here at the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, it's not going to be done overnight. And it's going to be done with all of the stakeholders involved and giving input into how we move forward together. People used to challenge me coming into this department and say, hey, how can a guy from the outside change a culture uh, as vast as the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department? I think I just gave your listeners the formula. You come in, you listen to what's going on, you look at the facts, you look at the evidence, and you don't ignore anybody. But then let's move forward so that we're not talking about some of these challenges uh, like deputy gangs that that report's talking about five, ten years from now. Let's eradicate it forever. That's the goal. But we're going to do that collectively. And the contract partners, our community partners, are going to be part of that equation. And last question for you, Sheriff Luna. And it kind of goes along with that last statement you just said. So, you know, partnerships and collaborations are a two-way street. Right. And you've spent, you know, the interview really giving, I think, our audience such a full perspective on all the great things that you're working on um, in order to provide these amazing public safety services to the community and to all of L.A. County. On our end, what can we do in Agora Hills, in our local communities, to be better partners for you in assisting you uh, in order to make your administration a success? I've told people during my campaign and now that I am your sheriff, I can't do this by myself. I won't be successful. None of us working in this department can do this by ourselves. The way uh, we create a successful public safety model uh, is that partnership, uh, that collaboration. Uh, how does that work? Let me just give you a couple of examples. Uh, when you see the deputies uh, patrolling your neighborhood, uh, wave at them with, with your whole hand. Um, uh, say hello. Uh, I cannot tell you how much it means to one of our employees when you say something like, thank you for your service. We really appreciate who you are and what you're doing for us. Um, that makes people want to work there. Uh, it makes them proud uh, to be part of the community fabric. Um, that's very important. We talked about the other aspects earlier. Uh, when you see something, say something, uh, report suspicious activity. Uh, when you read bad things about our department, um, always ask for, there's always two sides every story. Uh, but at the same time, be patient with us. We make mistakes too. We have amazing people that are trying really hard and sometimes we do make mistakes. I make mistakes. Uh, I'm going to lead by example. Uh, when I make them, I'm going to say I'm sorry. Uh, I just learned from this and I'm going to tell you how I'm going to get better. But that's what I expect from our community. Just um, that, that love and support for our people, uh, love and support for your neighborhood. Uh, you see somebody, even something as simple as dropping trash on the ground. 
uh, I don't know about challenging them all the time, but make sure you pick that up. It matters. Somebody takes their dog for a walk and doesn't pick up after it. Uh, let's make sure we keep our neighborhoods clean. Uh, we're, we're good to each other. We respect each other. Um, and always find, I'm a moderate, so I always say, hey, look for the answers. They're somewhere in the middle. They're not on the extreme right, not on the extreme left. Let's, let's find the answers together in the middle. And there you have it. Agora Hills, ladies and gentlemen, right there from Sheriff Luna. I can't tell you, we can't understate how amazing this interview has been. Sincerely, from the bottom of our hearts, appreciate you taking the time to be here with us. I know that you're a very busy person, so for you to come out here and to speak to the audience is such an honor for us, and so we're we so grateful and appreciative to you, so thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You know how we do it on this podcast, so until we see you next time, keep living the good life in Agora Hills. Take care, everybody. Catch up on previous episodes at agorahillspodcast.com and hit that like button and subscribe to The Good Life, Agora Hills. <laughs>